0: Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung.
1: Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness, and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And today, I am delighted to welcome Dr. Leo Shoashkin, who is the co-translator and editor of the Ringing Cedars of Russia series of books, which have stirred the hearts of the minds and hearts, sorry, of millions of people across the planet, including myself. I have actually read all nine books in the series. There is a Part A, uh, Book 8, and a Part B, Book 8, but there are nine books in the series. And this is very, very special information. And not only information, there is a, an energy and a vibration that runs through these books that really um, is enlivening and inspiring for people on an awakening spiritual path. So I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Dr. Leo to the show today. Welcome.
2: Thank you very much, Peter, and thanks for the invitation. It's my pleasure to be on your show. Well, perhaps
1: you could begin by telling us a little bit about how you got involved with uh, Anastasia and the Ringing Cedars.
2: Oh, yeah, thanks. It's uh, really uh, quite a story all in itself. Uh Twelve years ago, back in uh, Moscow, Russia, my mother gave me a book to read, and she told me that it was a very important book and that it would change my life. Uh, but at that time, I was majoring in international economics in one of Russia's best business schools. So I looked at this book, Anastasia by Vladimir Megre, and thought, mm, a book about nature and spirituality it's not really on my priorities list, so I put it on my shelf and forgot about it for three years. Now, three years later, my wife found the book on the shelf, read it, uh, and told me Lear, I found a book here. <laughs> you absolutely need to read it. It will change your life. <laughs> and uh, she's giving me the same book that my mother had given me three years earlier. But now that it was my wife and not my mom who insisted on my reading it, I didn't really have much choice. <laughs> So I proceeded to reading it, and as promised by my mother and my wife, our lives really took a very different direction from the moment we read the, uh, the first three books of the Ringing Seas series. We were preparing uh, for careers in large business, but after reading this book, uh, we went to the countryside and established a homestead and planted a garden and gave birth to three children there at home. Uh, all because of the powerful messages that are coming from Anastasia uh, in the Ringing to the Series written by Vladimir McGrath.
1: And then, how did you actually get involved in doing the uh, editing and translating?
2: You know, seeing all this uh, very positive change taking place in my life, and I can compare my life today to the life of uh, my friends who I went to the business school with. They have very stressful jobs, and most of them do not have families, do not have children, and they work 60 hours a week, all stressed out, and drink beer or vodka or wine every night just to be able to zoom out and relax and go to sleep. Now, my life is very different, and seeing all this positive change of being able to work with my family, with my community, on the land, with my garden. I really wanted many more people to get the same kind of inspiration that I got from Vladimir Megre's books. So I approached the author for the English language rights, and there, through a series of circumstances, were able to get involved in the translation and publishing of the Ringing Cedars books in the English language. Now, you know, my first uh, idea was to help Vladimir sell his English language rights to a large company. But then I realized I needed to be involved with the translation itself. The Russian language is the ancient language of the heart. It's of the same age as Sanskrit. Even Sanskrit scholars who come to Russia today, they can understand Russian without interpreters. It's that close. But the English language is very logical, so when you translate from the Russian into the English, you should be translating not just the words or the meanings of the words, you need to be translating the experience and the feelings that people get from reading these book. So my role as, as the editor with Ringing Cedars Press, the company that publishes the Ringing Cedar series, was to check the English translation and see whether the vibration in this English translation matches the Russian original. Um, the Russian original of Anastasia really gives me chills, and I have this wave of cold air running up and down my back. it 's that intense. So I was making sure that I get the same kind of sensations from the English translation, and over the course of four years of the translation project, we were reworking almost every sentence, about six times, to arrive to this version that provokes the same amazing influence on you as you read it. So as you say, it's not it's
1: not the logical mind of translation; it's the feeling heart of of transmitting the vibrational frequencies that that are coming forward through the books.
2: Uh, absolutely, those who read the book say, "Okay, I've uh, encountered these are, are ideas elsewhere, but uh, uh, I have never seen them expressed this way." You know, it's not a book that uh, appeals to your mind; it really goes to the very core of your being on such a deep level. That it transcends on the national, uh, racial, uh, religious, or any other boundaries that might separate us. This is why I believe the book has become such a powerful bestseller all over the world, be it Russia or the English-speaking world now, or other twenty languages in which the book has been translated.
1: So, so for our listeners that don't know much about uh, the Ringing Cedars
2: and Anastasia, just give us a an overview of what this is all about. Uh, and beta, uh, the books tell the story of uh, a Russian businessman, Vladimir Magre, the author. He tells his own story of traveling to the very remote parts of Siberia in the mid 1990s, and he was a businessman. He was trading with the local people and establishing businesses all over Siberia. Now, on one of the trips in 1994, he started hearing from local elders the stories about local sacred trees. That the elders were referring to as ringing cedars, the trees that can almost emit audible vibrations, like the crackling of the power line. They're so filled with energy, and uh, this was uh, Vladimir's first exposure to some kind of alternative ideas, which he initially dismissed as a fantasy or the local legend. But uh, he couldn't get his uh, mind off these special trees. Started researching them. And got very much interested in them, especially in their commercial potential. So he organized another expedition to this part of Siberia in 1995. But in addition to finding the tree and meeting the elders again, he also met their granddaughter named Anastasia. And after spending just three days with her, he was transformed so completely that he could no longer concentrate on his business plans. And he uh, went to Moscow to try and fulfill the promise that he gave to Anastasia to write a book about his experiences there in the Taiga. You know what amazed him the most is that here he was a successful businessman with money, with business, with women, with the wealth, with everything that you could there, uh, wish for, yet he was utterly unhappy. And here he came across these people who have nothing compared uh, to him uh, um, by our standards, but they were absolutely happy. So um, he went and wrote the first book, Anastasia, just as Anastasia requested him, he, he does. And the amazing thing was that even before this book was published, she predicted that it would touch the hearts of millions of people worldwide and would be translated into many languages. To him it sounded ridiculous because he was a businessman who wrote nothing but business plans. But the amazing thing is that once the book was published and no bookstores wanted to carry it by the way in the Russian language, uh but it started spreading by word of mouth and created a whole groundswell in Russia and eventually sold more than eleven millions are uh, to date in uh twenty different languages.
1: Before we go any further, just I'd love you to uh, describe or explain to the listeners why it is or how it comes about the ringing cedars start to ring and sound their vibration. Can you explain that little story?
2: Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, the elders explained that uh, uh, all trees, uh, all plants, all living beings, they collect their uh, energy. And there are special uh, sacred trees that collect this energy but do not release it back into the space until they have uh, the huge store of this uh, uh, vibration and energy within them. So uh, they said that at that point, these sacred trees can start emitting the audible vibration. You can even hear them. And if you cut them uh, down and cut up their wood into small pieces, just wearing a a small piece of wood like that on your body can uh, drastically improve your health and even change your destiny. Um, You know, we today know that even scientists can measure um, the vibrations or the electromagnetic fields coming from the trees, and it's just um, verified by science. But uh, even in the tradition, all over the world we have legends about talking trees or singing trees or ringing trees. Mm, Does it mean that our ancestors in all the different cultures throughout the world were superstitious? They were believing in something that does not exist? No, I thought they were just more attuned to the vibrations coming from the trees, and they had access to it because they were closer to nature than we are. What is magical for us today was the first-hand natural experience that they had on an everyday basis. And even think about it. In the English language, the word book itself originally meant the beech tree. So why is it that our ancestors were referring to books, the sources of knowledge, by the name of the tree? Well, I believe this is because they had the ability that we have largely lost of tapping into the universal database of knowledge, not through human authorities, but directly through the world of living nature.
1: We're coming up to our first uh, break, Dr. Leo. So when we come back, we'll be talking more about uh, Anastasia herself. Um, But I just want to say that we have some ancient cedar trees on the west coast of uh, Canada where I live, and I've spent some time in those trees listening for those sacred tones. This is Peter Tung awakening to conscious co-creation we'll be back shortly
0: be extraordinary seventh wave network How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm. The Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com.
3: I miss my brother.
0: I miss my brother.
3: I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've
0: got other people around me, but it's not the same.
3: Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence
0: with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tung. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program.
1: Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. Today we have with us Dr. Leo Sharashkin, who is the editor of the Ringing Cedars series of books about Anastasia, who lives alone in the wilderness in the Siberian taiga. So, Dr. Leo, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about Anastasia and how she lives her life.
2: Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, she has uh, very little in terms of our more than conveniences. She doesn't have a house. She doesn't cook her food because uh, uh, she gets all the nourishment she needs from the local plants and even squirrels bring her uh, nuts to subsist on. Uh, She uh, has no need for communication devices because she feels that we all have the ability, we are born with, to establish direct link with every being on this planet or even in the universe. So, no, on the uh, outside, her existence is almost that of a wild animal. This is what she appeared to be to Vladimir when he first met her. But uh, really, her, the substance of her experience and her existence is really what probably the existence of a human being should be. Not being concerned about the everyday matters and being able to concentrate on what our purpose really is. She says that, like it's wasteful to be spending our thought, our God even given energy of thought, on the preoccupations like uh, earning money or cooking and eating food and washing up dishes. We should be concentrating thought on the common good, on uh, real, on the purpose of our being here on this planet.
1: One of the uh, questions that, that people uh, commonly ask you, I'm sure, is is Anastasia a real person is she a mythic figure is she an idealized version of something we should follow what what is your knowledge on fact or fiction of Anastasia
2: mm, thank you you know i have not personally met her i mean mm, physically but i uh, i personally met the author of the books vladimir migran and from what i know of him that he does not produce an impression of a man who could just sit down and invent a story that would captivate the hearts and minds of millions of people worldwide. And also, when you read it, it's so authentic. I do believe, just from my reading experience of the series, that there is a woman who is behind their, uh, the books and who is the real source of information and inspiration in, in these books. And uh, I feel that I connected to Anastasia through reading The Ringing Cedar Series in a much more profound and meaningful way than I was able to connect even to some members of my family, which showed me that what matters the most is not the ability to come and physically see or touch the person. What matters the most is our consciousness, our ability to establish conscious links with other people. So in this sense, I do believe uh, that she exists as a physical person, and uh, you just need to read the books and... uh, uh, draw your own conclusion Some people see them as fiction, but uh, as very good fiction at that. And uh, to, uh, to others, it doesn't really matter. To me, it does not really matter uh, because what matters the most is the kind of the messages that come from the books. It's not a new scripture. It's not a new recipe book of how we should live our life. Rather, it's uh, a book that awakens within us um, something that we forgot. Uh, many people uh, write back to me to say that they had this feeling of remembrance. Uh, it, it's really not, the authority is not there in the books or in Anastasia as- or in Vladimir magret She keeps repeating that she's just a normal human being, and her mission is to remind us as to who we all are and what abilities lie hidden within us.
1: Now, there are some really important messages in the series of books, too many for us to discuss in, in just one hour of a show. So give us the essence of, of the message that Anastasia is bringing across to us.
2: Yeah, you know, because we have a limited amount of time, I would like to concentrate on maybe two or three uh, really, when I was deciding what category to put uh, the books under, I went to a uh, local chain bookstore and I was walking along uh, the bookshelves and looking at the different categories and You know it could fit almost in every category because it spans almost every subject, from uh, uh, childbirth and education to and breastfeeding to gardening and to religion and hidden history and megaliths. And uh, the purpose of life, you name it, you have it in the ringing of the series. And also it's woven together in a such holistic uh, whole that uh, really it's a book about everything, about our existence here on this planet. Mm, but Anastasia uh, believes that the three most important things for humanity today to uh, turn us onto a, a different course from the one we're going now is uh, to grow our own food, to give our children a different kind of education and uh, provide them a different kind of environment in which they would grow up. And, and uh, the third one is to purify our thought. You know, when I first came across these three, I thought, well, it sounds a little bit simplistic. But after doing background research and actually defending a doctoral dissertation on the ideas presented in the Ringing City series, I came to agree with her uh, point of view.
1: So let's, let's begin straight away by talking about the first uh, one you mentioned there about creating and growing our own garden.
2: Yeah, uh, she lays so much importance on your growing your own food. Uh, why does it matter, you would say? Oh, well, we can get all the food from the supermarket. Well, right, but food for Anastasia is much more than just energy or calories that we need to sustain our bodies. Food for her is a vehicle of reconnecting to the world around you. Really, food becomes part of ourselves. And this is a way to connect with, uh, with nature, you know, with, the, uh, with the universe. So the problem with today's food that Anastasia says is that it's not grown for you. It's not grown for human beings. It's grown for money. And she believes that uh, the attitudes we approach any subject with, they um, lay greater uh, impact uh, on uh, what comes uh, uh, as a result. So she believes that if food is grown for money, it won't be the kind of food that would be good for human consumption. And also, even if you eat organic food from a local uh, health food store, it would not have connection with you, with your body. Um, the, the part of the first book, Anastasia, that drew me in to the, real, uh, to the, the rest of the series was her, uh, how she approaches the planting of the seed. She says that before planting a seed of a cucumber, a tomato, or any other vegetable in your garden, uh, you should put it into your mouth for nine minutes and keep it uh, under your tongue for nine minutes to let it be soaked in your saliva and plant it only after that. You know, so as to imbue the seed with the information about the state of your body and your spirit. And Anastasia suggested that if you do that, the plant will have all the information it needs to produce food specifically for you. The food, even the chemical composition of which would be altered to uh, match exactly the needs of your body and your spirit. You know, to me, this particular concept brought so many things together. And uh, when I was doing a background research, I saw that at all different cultures throughout the world, there were similar rituals. Is it because our uh, ancestors were backwards? No, because they understood that food is much more than just calories. It's a very far, powerful way of reconnecting. And Anastasia showed some very simple and gentle um, approaches that we can start adopting. Uh, and turning uh, back to the kind of the experience lifestyle uh, and the, the joy of living that our ancestors enjoyed. It's a beautiful
1: story, so simple and yet so profound. So also, um, to talk a little bit about uh, her approach to weeds and, and pests that most people would try and get rid of in their garden.
2: Yeah, uh, she says that, uh, well, it, 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 this is something that we designate as pests and weeds. They are all beneficial. Uh, You know, in nature, um, pests only attack uh, sickly plants. Uh, And the reason why they attack our crops is because in our fields and many times in our gardens, all the plants are sickly. So what the pests are trying to do, they are trying to destroy the sickly or weak plants so as to prevent you from eating food from the sickly and diseased plants. So instead of fighting with the uh, insects or other pests, we need to be understanding what service they're rendering us, and we need to be making the plants stronger, improving the soil, using organic methods. Uh, only then we will be able to, uh, to grow the crops that will be so nourishing that uh, no pests will touch them. The same about weeds. She explains how much benefit weeds bring to your garden. The roots go deep into the soil and bring up the nutrients and the water. They protect the plants, the cultural plants, from uh, uh, excessive uh, sun heat and sunburn and can, uh, conserve moisture in the air. So, you know, we tend to see our garden as just an object, but Anastasia believes that it should become an extension of yourself. It's a very powerful way for you to demonstrate your spirituality. She says that for so many centuries we saw spirituality as something that is divorced from our everyday existence. But now we really need to be returning to this concept that gardening is one of the most powerful ways to express your spirituality in the real physical world for everybody to see. And this is why in the ancient language that we use to the present time, the meaning of the word cult, from which we have culture and agriculture, the original meaning of the word cult was taking care of your garden. Our ancestors were not making a uh, a distinction between working the land in your garden and communicating with God. And Anastasia reminds us of this truth.
1: It's a real shift in thinking from the Western world, isn't it, Dr. Leo? We're coming up to uh, our second break, and time is flying by very, very quickly. Um, And I'm going to ask Dr. Leo on our return if he has his own functioning garden, and we'll talk about raising our children. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
0: Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network.
3: Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of
2: like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh, anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, try it. Uh. Uh. (laughs) See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. The ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Ted. You don't have to be perfect to be a
0: perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at AdoptUSKids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council.
3: Spiritual Workout with host Stephen Morrison helps you go beyond the books, CDs, and the workshops you've gone to to learn spirituality. Stephen will passionately help you see which of 15 universally spiritual concepts apply to your circumstance and how. Now there's a way to help you live it every single day. Work out every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Spiritual Workout with your host, Stephen Morrison, on 7th Wave Network, a practical path to a happier, more peaceful, and richer life experience.
0: How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. Listening on a Higher Dimension, Seventh
2: Wave Network.
0: You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program.
1: Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. and I'm your host, Peter Tung. Today we have with us Dr. Leo Shirashkin, who is the editor of the Ringing Cedars of Russia series of books, highlighting Anastasia and her message to the world. And before the break, Dr. Leo was talking about Anastasia's recommendations for growing our own food. So, Dr. Leo, are you involved in in growing your food in Anastasia's way?
2: Absolutely. I I live what I preach, really. To me, the the greatest benefit of reading the Ringing Cedars series is not... It just inspires you and there gives you good there emotions, and then you put the book on the shelf. This is the kind of the book that really starts changing your life. So yes, I do have my own garden and derive so much from it. In addition to just potatoes and radishes and butternut squash, really, I came to see it the same way as Anastasia approaches it. It's a very powerful way of reconnecting. You know, in our urban world, we are surrounded mostly by dead matter, by dead objects. We uh, came to marvel at the advancements of civilization and technology. Oh, look at this memory stick. It's such a small piece of plastic. It used to be just 20 megabytes five years ago, and now it's four gigs. Oh, look at this laptop, this plasma TV, at this new car. Uh, You know, we are all amazed at the objects that are basically pieces of dead matter. But Anastasia comes from this ancient tradition of seeing the greatest miracle in the life that unfolds around you. The sprouting of the seed, how miraculous is that? Imagine this tiny seed having all the information about what it is to grow into, what kind of food to produce. What uh, kind of juices to take from the ground? How to procreate? It's all encoded in, in such a small, um, mm, uh, tiny object, a seed. Oh, look at the rising of the sun. Isn't that not amazing? You know, the ancient civilizations, they never took the rising of the sun in the morning for granted. The fact that it had been rising for millions of billions of years did not uh, give them assurances that it would rise this morning. Uh so when it did it was a course for real celebration. So Anastasia reminds us about the culture of our forebears finding enjoyment and finding the rare, in the reverence for life, the real uh fulfilling experience. It's not somewhere to be obtained, it is in your everyday existence. So this is the kind of the experiences that I started having when I uh started consciously gardening in my garden. I also started noticing that, you know, so much is involved in gardening. It's not just growing food. It really alters your world outlook. For example, I started noticing that in the Russian language, the word garden, dacha, is based on the verb to give. And in the English language, if you look it up in the dictionary, you'll see that the word farm is based on the verb to take. So we are... Talking about two different civilizations, two different mindsets and worldviews, giving or taking, it's as fundamentally different as that. You know, nature starts teaching you when you garden that it gives freely. You plant one seed and, hey, you have a hundred seeds or a thousand seeds growing for you from one seed that you planted. It gives so generously. So everything in nature is based on giving, giving back. And uh, Russia is the country where this tradition of giving and approaching gardening as a giving and not taking is still pretty much alive. When I was returning home from uh, some uh, business in town, I saw a woman who was walking along uh, the side of the road with two very heavy bags in her hands. And I gave her a ride. It turned out she was a neighbor, so it was like one mile drive for me to uh, drop her. Uh, by her home, which I did. And then she asked me whether I would like to have some apples. And I knew she had her own apples in her garden. They were unsprayed, organic, uh, wonderful stuff. So I said, okay, I would like to have some apples. She gave me 100 pounds of apples, one big nylon bag of apples. And uh, I was a bit embarrassed, like receiving 100 pounds of organic apples just for giving somebody a short drive home. And, but she said, "Well, what are you concerned about? You just put it into the trunk of your car, and it will carry it for you." And when I offered her money in exchange, she was so offended. No way, she said, "It's not for for the money. It's for you and for your pregnant wife and for your family. I will not take money for something that nature provided me free uh, with." So you know, there is still this approach to gardening uh, as a source of all wealth and uh, real enjoyment and sharing. And there is another dimension, you know, we we all want to be free. This country was founded on the ideals of freedom. But can we really be free if we don't even uh, control such a basic necessity of life as food? From the ancient times, people knew that food can also be a very uh, powerful political uh, weapon, that uh, whoever controls the food controls people's lives. So again, even the path to freedom and real independence uh, needs to go through our reclaiming the tradition of growing our own food. Russia has attained amazing self-sufficiency. You know, after the Soviet Union collapsed and all of Russia's uh, uh, commercial agriculture went downhill, um, Americans were even concerned about uh, a famine happening in Russia. So American taxpayers' dollars were being spent to send food aid to Russia and at the same time actually Russia continues to be more food secure than western Europe or Japan because people do not rely on the supermarket for their staples they get it straight from their garden by spending about 10% of the time gardening 10% that Americans spend watching tv that's a very that's a very powerful statement and i know that
1: there's a real concern Right now, about uh, corporate conglomerations controlling the seed bank that we actually have in the Western world, um, which is very much in line with what you've just you've just said. So, to be fully independent, we have to be independent in our food food
2: supply as well. Absolutely. And Anastasia's message really is about changing ourselves, our families, our communities. She is not waiting for an enlightened president or parliament or uh, any other force or so guru to uh, come forth and. Uh, and um, save everybody no she believes that we all have the powers within ourselves to shape our destiny to change the world we live in it's all given to us so we need to start with ourselves with our own garden and you know it's so easy you just plant a seed and it will grow food for you <laughs> exactly. it, it's that as easy as that
1: <laughs> so let's let's shift our focus a little bit and start talking about raising our children
2: yeah, for Anastasia, raising your children is not too much different from raising, uh, growing your tomatoes, really. Uh, because who is a good gardener? When you garden, you do not actually grow plants. No, you cannot grow a tomato. We say it, but we do not do it. The tomato grows, right? But we do not really grow it. We do not let it, like, pull it from the ground. So. Uh, The same with children. Anastasia believes that just as a good gardener creates ideal environment and fertile soil for the plants to perform to their maximum, our function as parents or society at large is to create for children the environment in which they can demonstrate all the abilities that already lie hidden within uh, each human being born on this planet. So her approach to education is not about putting information into the children's uh, heads. It's about allowing them to draw from the depth of their being all the information that's already in there. So um, I
1: know that you've just actually
2: come back from, from Russia and
1: visiting a school that is, that is functioning.
2: Yeah, the ring really uh, see the series. The third book, Space of Love, actually describes one of the bo- uh, actual schools when, uh, where these uh, ideas were put into practice. And it is amazing. Children were allowed to create their own space. They have very few teachers as such. They do not have grades. The children of different ages work together. And in addition to covering the whole school curriculum in just one year, let me repeat it, they cover the whole school curriculum in one year, children teaching each other with no adult supervision. In addition to that, they have designed, built, and decorated their entire campus themselves, the kids of 12, like 13, 14 years old. And, you know, the space that they were able to create is absolutely amazing. I spent two days there, and it felt like two, two months. It was so intense. And my, my uh, daughter was with me. She's eight. So when I asked her to introduce herself and to say what her name was and where she or it was coming from, uh, she burst into tears and said, Papa, why did you set me up? <laughs> and, you know, I thought she was just shy or embarrassed. But later she explained to me just why uh, 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 she burst into tears. The impact of just being in the school for her was so great that she forgot the answer to my question. (laughs) She Uh. forgot what her name was and where she was coming from, just because she found herself in such an amazing space where children are allowed to exhibit what they really are. The conscious, powerful, happy co creators who are able to create from scratch their own reality, their own space.
1: That's a remarkable story, Dr. Lee, and I'm going to come back to it after our break. This is our final break in this show. We've still got lots to cover. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co Creation.
0: How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at
3: petertongue.com. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm or leg. Sudden trouble seeing, speaking or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately. Because time lost is brain lost. Visit StrokeAssociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
0: Be extraordinary. 7th Wave Network. listening to awakening to conscious co-creation with peter Tong. if you have a question for peter or comment on this series please send an email to descending at gmail.com that's descending at gmail.com now back to our program
1: hello and welcome back to awakening to conscious co-creation with your host peter tongue and today i have with me dr leo sharashkin the editor of the Ringing Cedars of Russia series of books, talking about the message that Anastasia brings to the world. We were talking before the break about the school that exists in Russia. Dr. Leo, I just wanted to ask you how the children... Get on after they leave that school and they come back into uh, normal society what, what is that like for them
2: well yeah, uh, life is very good, and actually they do not distinguish distinguish between uh, being in the school and like going back into our world. They really move beyond the separation they move beyond the dualities they see the uh, world as one whole, so for them, there is no question of returning to the world after being in the school. It happens very. Now, harmoniously from what I have heard and they become with the kind of are bringing they got there and the ability to demonstrate all their potential they become very very successful individuals as they go through uh, the rest of their life
1: great wonderful so let
2: us talk a little bit now about um, purifying our thoughts yeah Anastasia said very good question thank you Anastasia said that you know we cannot proceed with anything uh, with uh, growing our gardens or raising our children the right way Unless we change the way we see the world, change the way we communicate with the world, um, because and it's of great importance because here in the West and our Western society, our mind has been programmed to see the negative side of things. Um, you know, I do not have a TV at home, but whenever I have to travel. Uh, you cannot escape the CNN user on TV screens in the airports uh, and uh, and like. So what I notice, they keep telling you about say 10% unemployment rate without telling you about the 90% employment rate. They tell you about millions of Americans who lost their homes and foreclosures without mentioning the tens of millions of Americans who, despite all the economic difficulties, have not lost their homes and foreclosures, etc. Really, we are programmed here to see only the negatives. Uh, it's like, you know, you drive in your car and you see on the road a squirrel that was killed by a vehicle, and you feel inside, like, oh, poor thing, poor little squirrel. Well, you've seen one killed squirrel. What you have not seen is maybe 1,000 squirrels who successfully crossed the road there without being hit by the car. So what we need to be doing, as Anastasia suggests, is to move in the direction where we consciously can start seeing 1,000 squirrels where everybody else sees one dead squirrel, 1,000 living squirrels and that. And, uh, you know, I strongly believe that most of the problems that really exist just in our mind. Uh, think about it. In this country, there are many people now who commit suicide because their stocks lost value, for example. But at the same time, on the same planet, we have billions of people who do not even know what stocks are. So, really, we need to uh, st- become more aware of the fact that we have all the abilities within us to transform our own destiny. I had a friend who is a biologist, and he once told me, Leo, do you know what's the difference between a rat and a human being? I said, well, you know, uh, I I never really thought about it, but now that you ask me, I'm not uh, sure anymore. And he said, here, I'll tell you what the difference is. He was making uh, experiments on the cognitive abilities of rats. So he was putting a rat in a maze, and putting a piece of cheese in one corner of the maze and measuring the amount of time it was taking the rat to find the cheese so on the first day it would take fifteen seconds on the second day ten seconds on the third day only five seconds because the rat remembers where the cheese is on the fourth day he would put cheese in a different corner of the maze so the rat would not find the cheese where it used to be and would go to the like start running through the rest of the maze to find the cheese so he told me here is the difference between a rat and a human being when the rat doesn't find the piece of cheese where it used to be it just uh, becomes very active trying to find it elsewhere and the human being seems to be the only being on this planet who after not finding the piece of cheese where it used to be will be just sitting there and complaining (laughs) and inventing entire philosophical systems to explain why is it that the cheese is not longer there. So Anastasia's message is really about changing the way we see the world. Instead of looking at ourselves as some insignificant, powerless beings, uh, understanding that we are all co-creators who have been given the power of our thought and consciousness to transform not only our life, the life of our family, community, but really change the destiny of the whole planet. And she showed some very simple um, uh, ways we can start integrating this approach into our everyday living.
1: Dr. Leo, we're coming up actually to the end of the show. The time has flown by. Can you please give us some information about how people can access the books and perhaps a website that they can see all of the work that you're doing?
2: Uh, Thank you. The website is ringingcedars.com. Ringing is like the ringing of the bell, and cedars is the plural of the trees. So in one word, ringingcedars.com. You can read the additional information on the uh, Anastasia series there. Uh, you can uh, uh, learn about m- m- my workshops that I give. So uh, all the information is on ringingriders.com. And those who don't have access to the internet, they can order the books by calling the toll-free number one eight hundred five one four five zero one one. Excellent. Just give just give that phone number once more so people can get yeah, it. Yeah, it. it's one eight hundred five one four five zero one one and it's a series of nine books but uh... fifty uh, percent of people who read the first book anastasia continue to read the whole nine volumes of the ringing to the series. it's really engaging i understand why <laughs> having, read, having read the first
1: one i couldn't get my hands on the next one quick enough and uh... had the, had the uh, wonderful opportunity to do so fairly fairly quickly So doctor leo it's been a wonderful time spent with you i really appreciate your incredible uh, understanding and awareness of the Anastasia message and obviously your ability to translate this information in a heart-centered way. So I really appreciate you being on the show and I hope you'll come and join me again sometime in the future.
2: Oh, it will be my pleasure too. Uh, thank you very much, Peter, and I would like to wish best of luck uh, to all our listeners on their journey.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Leo. That's wonderful. So next week my guest will be Cyrilla Gallagher, who will be talking about astrology, uh, numerology, the 2012 and what that is really all about and what we need to do in in preparation for that, including the final stage in the Mayan calendar, which begins in February 2011, promises to be a really good show. And I, I just want to reinforce with the listeners... The wonderful material that Anastasia is—it's—it's uh, it's really a practical, down-to-work, down-to-earth uh, workbook um, of the ancient elders and how we can bring it into our lives today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for joining us today. This is Peter Tang, your host for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Wishing you a wonderful week.
0: you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring please join host peter Tong for another edition of awakening to conscious creation next wednesday at 3 p.m eastern time noon pacific time on seventh wave network